0: Happy Anal August! Boost your anal adventures and stock up on gear for your rear at The Pleasure Chest. Head to thepleasurechest.com to explore their latest and greatest butt plugs, beads, and prostate massagers. All the things for butt stuff. Some of their featured items are especially creative, like the B-Vibe Vibrating Anal Plug Set that has this whimsical rainbow unicorn look. For temperature play, consider the Crystal Delights short-term T-handle glass anal plug. And please always use lube when you're heading to that back door. The Pleasure Chest has you covered there too. Learn more and start shopping at thepleasurechest.com. What would it take to arouse your life, to experience more connection, more pleasure, more realness in and outside of the bedroom? I'm August McLaughlin, and this is Girl Boner Radio.
1: And I was like, what? Did I just really think that? So yes, it was very strange. And then I couldn't sleep because all I could think about was sex. It was like I was turned on constantly. Like I just couldn't turn off. It's just like my body was on fire. That's when I started looking up information, thinking, there's got to be other people who've experienced this.
0: Raise your hand if you relate to this. You're experiencing something sex-related that surprises you. Maybe it goes against what you have heard is supposed to be true, So you head online in search of understanding or to feel less alone. But you don't find many helpful answers. That is exactly what happened for today's guest, Eleanor. She grew up in a small religious community in Nebraska. And she reached out to me when she couldn't find information on desiring more sex in your 40s during perimenopause. Especially given what Eleanor learned about sex growing up. It's all come as a bit of a shock to her and brought both high points and challenges. And thanks to her dedication to working through it all, she and her relationship have grown stronger.
1: So I grew up in a very Christian home, and so we didn't talk about sex at all except for you need to stay away from it. You need to abstain. You can only have sex after you're married. I remember when I got married, (laughs) I was given this book like a week before, and it was like marriage and sexuality. And it was like my tutorial for how to be a good wife. Do you remember anything the book said? Did you read it? Yeah, I did. I remember I was excited about it because this is something that I think your body naturally wants to do and to abstain from it for a long time is is very hard. One of the things it said in the book was, if you feel like making sounds, then do that because it can increase your pleasure. So if you find that you're moaning or wanting to make sounds, do so. And I just remember thinking that was kind of odd. And I think it's it says of the like you know talk to your spouse about it it should be something that you're enjoying together okay so i love that
0: that book addressed pleasure in a positive way the bit about allowing those sounds and moaning that's pretty solid advice eleanor agrees although she
1: said the messages around pleasure were definitely mixed i have gotten that messaging a lot from the church i was attending that You know, hey, even if you don't feel like it, your husband needs that release and he might look somewhere else if you don't give it to him. And in my marriage, I never felt like I could say no. Like, oh, I don't feel like it. That never felt like an option. Back in her early
0: 20s, Eleanor also learned that a couple should only ever pleasure each other.
1: And masturbation was a no no and discouraged.
0: So when she left her first marriage, which turned out to be abusive, she tried to do what she had learned, to abstain from all kinds of sex.
1: Which is super hard after you've had sex. Yeah, you know what you're missing. Right. And you know, your body wants it. And it's also when you're in a situation, at least for me, when I was sad, it's a way to connect. So I found that I didn't feel like I needed sex if I was spending time with people who cared about me. But when I was lonely, that's when I would feel like I needed it more. And so I remember feeling really guilty because I pleasured myself. And now I think that's ridiculous that I felt so guilty about that, but I did. What do you think helped you
0: embrace your sexuality? It sounds like it's been maybe a gradual journey.
1: Yes, I would say that it's been a gradual journey. I was listening to your program and you were talking about the sexual maps or diagrams. You were talking about, you know, different people have different ways in which they're able to be sexual. Like some people need a little time to warm up. Some people are just more sexual where they're just ready to go. And I think I'm more of a sexual person. I think that's my. Kind of normal libido. Ah, yes. I think you're talking about the
0: erotic blueprints.
1: That's what it was. Your sexual blueprint. So I remember listening to that and I thought, oh, that's so interesting because I feel like my blueprint has changed at different times in my life, depending upon where I'm at. But overall, I think underneath it is I'm a pretty sexual person. I remember when I was a child, kind of exploring a little bit and then not understanding what was happening to my body, but just kind of exploring. I think I've always been interested in biology and the human body. And when I was 10, I remember kind of exploring a little bit and then not really understanding what I was experiencing because, of course, it was in this home where we couldn't talk about it. It was also a home where we We're always dressed like my parents never saw them in anything more than a bathing suit. So I I think because I am a sexual person, it just was going to happen. I was just going to explore. And I am curious. And so after my first marriage ended, I was watching a movie. It was like a romance movie. It had Penelope Cruz in it when she was really young, and it was kind of this weird Italian movie where this guy kept making love to all these different sisters, and then he eventually ends up with Penelope Cruz. It's kind of a weird movie, but I was watching it, and I really felt like I needed a release. And so I just remember going in the bathroom by myself, and I gave myself an orgasm, and I was like, wow. It felt good, and then at the same time, I felt guilty about it and ashamed. I actually went to my doctor and got a birth control so that I wouldn't feel so sexual.
0: <laughs> is that so sad? <laughs> it makes me want to hug you. No, I get it, though. It's easy when we learn that masturbation is bad for that pleasure to get all mixed up with shame.
1: Yes. It's so crazy and messed up. It was a really difficult time for me. I dated a lot of men, and I would just have these really great makeout sessions, and then I wouldn't let them go any farther because I would feel ashamed.
0: Things took a turn for the better after Eleanor got married again. That gave her a sense of permission to get back to enjoying sex,
1: and she did to a point. You know, I married another very Christian man who had never had sex. And so when we first got married, it was really awkward. So that's the part where I feel like it's really sad that self-pleasure is discouraged, especially in religious settings, because here I'm married to my husband. It's our first time having sex together. And I don't know what to tell him because I don't know what I enjoy because they never explored it he doesn't know what to do <laughs> he just knows he's supposed to stick his penis somewhere but that's about it <laughs> and so Aww. it just makes for a really awkward rough first experience i mean for most of our marriage we used to joke that he's the minute man on top or under a minute cuz he can't last unless i'm on top and then some days i'm like you know what that's so much work Some days, she just wanted
0: to get it done. She was exhausted, especially once she and her husband had three kids. More changes in her life and desires came a couple of years ago, she said, after she started seeing a therapist to work through trauma from her childhood and first marriage.
1: So I started this trauma therapy, and during the course of discovering myself, like who I am as a person and what is it that I want rather than living up to other people's expectations. I've sadly lived most of my life for other people or for what other people expected of me, whether it was people in my religion, people in my family, friends. So as I was going through this trauma therapy, I realized that I don't want to be a part of this religion
0: especially given that she has twin daughters. They were eight years old at the
1: time and started asking illuminating questions. In our church, we have very separate things that men are able to do and women are not. They would ask, well, why can't I do that? Why does our older brother only get to do that? Are girls not that important? I know. Break
0: your heart, right? Like, Good (laughs) question.
1: great questions. I mean, my daughters are very insightful and they wanted to get bikinis because we got these mermaid tails. We have a swimming pool at our house and I was like, oh, well, we're not really supposed to wear those. We're supposed to be, you know, wearing more modest suits. And then I was like, well, it's hard to be a mermaid in a one piece. I mean, really. How many mermaids do you see in a one piece? I have not seen any. So I was like, you know what? I don't want my girls to feel like they need to be restricted. So I just bought them bikinis and these mermaid tails, and I got one too. And we were just enjoying ourselves in the pool. Pretty soon, you know, their friends are coming over, then they're wanting to wear mermaid tails. Well, long story short, one day I came home and my daughter, she's so beautiful, just eight years old, riding her bike around our cul-de-sac in her bikini, All the neighborhood kids are out there, and there's boys and girls. And I was like, oh, no, you're not supposed to be like that. That's so immodest. I was like, oh, sweetie, you need to go change. And she was like, why? I'm riding my bike. Eleanor started to tell her, well, you know, you need to make sure that you cover your body because we want to make sure that we're respectful and stay modest. And she started getting upset. And she was like, what? Is there something wrong with my body? Like, what's wrong? And I realized in that moment that that was not the message that I wanted to send her. That was not the message I wanted for her at all. And I realized that was the message I had gotten, was there's something wrong with my body. And so I said, you know what? Never mind, sweetie. You go play. Let's just put some sunscreen on you so that you don't get burned. That was just kind of part of that journey for me where I just decided, you know what, I'm stepping away from this. I don't want this for my daughters. I want them to feel free to be sexual beings, to wear whatever they feel comfortable wearing, and to be with whoever they want to be with. That is so moving.
0: How can we know better? We grow up in these environments and it's what you were taught was good and helpful for yourself and others, and to have that challenged and then to make that change is what changes the world. I mean, truly, just look at your kids who are so like, wait, why can't I do this? <laughs> and that, that comes so
1: much from you. So thank you for that. Oh, I appreciate that. It's been really great. I see my girls flourishing in ways that I didn't get to. They are so confident in a way that I never was. I am now, but, you know, it took me a long time to get there. So I cherish that for them.
0: This episode is supported by Athletic Greens. I've been adding AG1 to my smoothies, and it feels awesome to be proactive about my health, especially when I'm not getting as many fruits and veggies as I'd like. It has a mild tropical taste, and it provides a huge range of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and more, sourced from whole foods. It's even designed to promote better sleep quality and daytime alertness. To make things easy, Athletic Greens is offering you all a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just visit athleticgreens.com slash girlboner. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash girl boner to quote, take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Learn more at the link in the show notes. Eleanor is in her late 40s now and her libido changes are not something she anticipated at all did you have any ideas about what your
1: sexuality or your desires might be in your 40s yeah so that is why i reached out to you because i feel like there is very little information other than oh expect your libido to drop that was the information i got from my gynecologist from articles that i read online so I kind of expected it to maybe taper off a little bit. There is a little bit of information out there saying some women enjoy sex a lot more as they age. That has definitely been true for me. Uncovering and getting rid of some of the, I guess, shame triggers I had has allowed me to really embrace my sexuality and enjoy it a lot more and to... Tell my husband what I want him to do <laughs> and to explore more. Like, I've been sending him articles about the clitoris. I said, You need to learn about this part of my body. <laughs> I love that. Eleanor's husband has been
0: on board, but the path to getting to this positive place sexually hasn't been easy. First came the realizations that her libido was not going down, in
1: fact, far from it. As I was going through my trauma therapy and freeing myself from some of these traumas, and I kind of want to say like chains, in a lot of ways I felt like I was shackled from being my true self. So now that I've been able to be more of my true self and express myself, I've been able to enjoy my sexuality a lot more. For example, she would buy really pretty lacy lingerie. And wear it proudly all the time. <laughs> Just little things like that.
0: And she started expressing herself more with her husband. At one point early in the marriage, she had texted him a photo of herself wearing a lacy bra and panties. He was so embarrassed he deleted
1: it. <laughs> and I never really talked to him about how that kind of hurt my feelings. But as she entered her
0: 40s, Eleanor's desires were increasing and she wanted more of all of that and more sex, especially when she's ovulating. And she knows when she is, partly, she said, because of fertility treatments that she did when
1: she was working on getting pregnant. So I had this experience last year where I felt myself ovulate and then a day or so later, I could not think about anything but sex. It reminded her of what she'd been told about teenage boys or a
0: 20-year-old man. Perpetual turn-on.
1: It was really unexpected, and it was kind of exciting. Like, it's kind of fun to be like, ooh, I feel so sexy. But then it also was off-putting, too, because I'm like, well, i got to take care of these kids, and I have things going on. And I, I kept having to change my underwear because I was, like, releasing so much fluid. I actually ended up putting on a panty liner because I was like, oh, my goodness, this is ridiculous. Increased desire around ovulation is common
0: in folks who menstruate because of spikes in estrogen. That usually happens about midway between periods, and for some people, the change is very subtle. For others, though, like Eleanor, it is pronounced, especially now, it seems, in her 40s. As Eleanor described these experiences, it almost felt to me like she and her body have been making up for lost time. Sexual experiences that she mentioned sometimes wondering if she missed out on because of those religious teachings still, the effects are not all fun for her. Those intensely turned on spurts can be challenging like that one she was describing from last year. When that happened, hormonal changes and high libido
1: showed up in her body temperature too. I usually have cold hands and feet. So my kids are used to like be touching them with cold hands all the time. They were like, wow, mom, your hands are really hot. I was just on fire. So my whole body was just really warm and hot. And I kept like turning on the fan. And it was almost like a continual hot flash, except for I wasn't sweating. I was just really hot. And hotness did not just apply to her own temperature. I found myself like checking out men. (laughs) <laughs> and like, I would just be driving my car and I'm a runner. So I notice people when they're running, but I just remember there was a man running. and I was like, oh, wow, he looks so good. I would do him. And I was like, what? Did I just really think that? It was very strange. And then I couldn't sleep because all I could think about was sex. It was like I was turned on constantly. Like I just couldn't turn off. If you're thinking, well, why didn't she take care of that herself? A good old self
0: pleasure session. Well, she did try that. And 20 minutes
1: later, I would need to do it again. I couldn't get a release. Like I just was, it's just like my body was on fire. That's when I started looking up information, thinking, there's got to be other people who've experienced this. And I only found one article that talked about this being a possible experience for some women as they hit perimenopause. Eleanor is right. There is not much information
0: online about increased libido during perimenopause. One article I found on the topic features insights from Dr. Suzanne Hall. The gynecologist said she believes that most of the causes are not hormone-related, but life-related. Things like increased self-esteem and fewer caretaking responsibilities. That's something that I hear often from women and femmes. As I like to say, when women rise, so do girl boners. What struck me most about the article though was the stream of comments below it. Readers chiming in with, I thought it was just me and comparing themselves to quote, teenage boys. Sound familiar? That's a whole other topic by the way, but it's interesting to me that we really only hear about raging horniness in the context of young male sexuality. Regardless, Eleanor said it would have been nice to know that she's not the only one experiencing these libido highs as a woman in her 40s. On top of that, she found herself semi-single again in the midst of it all. So, this was happening. You were feeling really like physically and mentally, like turned on, and release was only helping so much. Did you
1: talk to your husband about it? Well, so I felt really out of control, too. I just felt like, oh my goodness, I need this release super bad. And at the time, my husband and I were separated. So, we had been going through some difficulties in our marriage with all the changes that I was making, having gone through the trauma therapy. When one person in a relationship changes a lot, it can be hard for the partner, which is what we found out. So I couldn't really talk to him about it and he wasn't available to help me with my situation. And I was angry with him anyway. So it wasn't like I would want to include him in what was happening with me. So what I ended up doing was getting on a dating app and sexting with a number of guys, which I'm so embarrassed about because that's not something I would normally do. And now there's like pictures of me in my underwear. You know, it's not like they're awful pictures, but it was just.
0: Yeah, it's challenging from a perspective, I imagine, of your upbringing, right? Yes. These wonky ideas we learn, they can just like linger, even when we resist them. Like when I heard you say that, I was like, yay, because you found a safe and fun way to engage in your sexuality and with other people. And at the same time, navigating those mixed feelings about, is this wrong? Is this okay? Am I a bad girl? (laughs) How did you
1: deal with those feelings? Well, at first it was really fun and exciting and it felt freeing. I just felt like I'm exploring my sexuality. I'm putting myself out there in a way that I feel good about, but it quickly kind of got out of control because then I was having men wanting to meet with me and I also wasn't able to sleep, so I was up all night like talking to strangers. It sounds really all-consuming. It was it was so hard because here I have you know, my children in the next room and I'm trying to be a mom to them. but the good part is that I realized in sexting and flirting with men that I didn't know, that I actually really did want to work things out with my husband, that I really do care about him, and that he's the person I want to be doing these things with, not these. Strangers. And it was also good for me to be able to realize that, no, I don't want to be with someone other than my husband. Because at the time I was starting to think that, oh, I should never have married him. Like he's just so wrong for me. And then I realized, oh, actually, he's the person that I want to be sharing these kinds of experiences with. And so I ended up calling him that night. And we talked and he came home the next day and we had amazing sex, like the best ever. It's really beautiful. It was. I was, you know, sending him all these pictures and he was just like, oh my goodness, I can't wait to see you. The kids were gone and we just right there on the living
0: room couch. It was great. And yes, this is the same man who at one point deleted her sexy selfie out of embarrassment. This time was different.
1: And then he was all excited about it and I said, you are not allowed to throw these away. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to show him how you can do a hidden album on your phone. He didn't know that he could do that. And since then, August, it is so funny. I'll like get out of the shower and he's like taking pictures of me. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm just saving this for my secret album. <laughs> <laughs> You've really both come a long way. No pun
0: intended. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> That's beautiful. Because it sounds like also for him, it wasn't the picture that you sent him that was the problem. It was having this feeling that others
1: will judge me. Yes. And he was just afraid someone would find it or see it and then... He just felt really uncomfortable with it. Ah,
0: so you found a way. That is beautiful. Yeah. gave me chills. Recently, Eleanor experienced
1: another hugely turned on time. I had another ovulation where I could feel it. And then the next day, I was just on fire again. And this time I was able to explore it with my husband and we basically just locked the door and had a great time. It sounds like the
0: experiences you have within marriage, it's almost like a safety net for you to explore. One thing people who enjoy monogamy, that's what they love is like this bubble of here is my exploration partner and I can try these things. And it sounds like maybe you had less shame this second time. Was that partly because you had this environment and relationship where you felt like it's okay to express and to explore?
1: Yeah, it's taken us a long time to get to that point. Even this last experience, I went outside and started sexting with some men and then my husband found out about it. And that was a really difficult conversation. And he was really hurt by it, and I felt really bad about that. The thing that I realized is, it wasn't that I want to have sex with other men. It's that I want more variety. I want to explore more. And so I was able to talk to him about that, and he was able to hear me. I think in the past, I didn't feel like he really heard me, and maybe I wasn't as upfront about what I needed because of some of the shame and also. Sometimes it felt embarrassing to be like, you know what? I really want you to lick my vagina. I want to try that. What if he doesn't want to try that? What if he thinks that's weird and gross? Or I really want to talk dirty. Like I find that really fun. But the starting can be really intimidating.
0: As you said, you both being very religious and having that background, it's like what if this is that thing that they're just like, oh, my gosh, like, what are you talking about? And there's that fear of rejection sometimes.
1: Yes. And then, you know, that fear of, are they going to think that I'm like a dirty person or there's something wrong with me? But I think with this incident where I was talking to other men and he was really hurt, I mean, it was, it was rough. One of the things I told him, I said, I wouldn't feel like I needed to go to someone outside our marriage if I felt like you were available to really hear me because he hasn't always been available to hear me because of some of his triggers and some of his upbringing. And so we were able to have some really real conversations about our marriage and also about each other and about What I need from him to be able to feel free to speak like I need you to be able to Hear me without judgment and Maybe not even say anything. Just let me talk That was something that had been hard in our marriage because sometimes I would feel judged or Criticized or not quite understood So why communicate with someone if you're not being understood? Totally.
0: Yeah you're bringing up an excellent point around the sex challenges often are not even about sex at the root. They're about the shame that we might be carrying from growing up. They're about communication. They're about all these things. And it's easy to just look at the sex and be like, oh, well, I was sexting and that's not something that is okay for our relationship. And then you start peeling back the layers. And I just think it's beautiful that you were able to put those pieces together and realize that you needed to be heard. And then it sounds like he was receptive, which is really big.
1: I have to hand it to my husband. He has come a long way. We've been through a rocky road these last two years, and he was feeling like I was rejecting him. And really, I was just trying to be more authentic. And my being more authentic felt like rejection to him. And so we were getting into a lot of fights and disagreements, and I felt like he didn't understand me, or he wasn't even trying to understand me, like I wasn't being heard. That is, I believe, why I started looking at other men as, as a possibility, because I needed some kind of connection. And it really was triggered by these episodes of intense sexual drive that led me to go outside of my marriage. I mean, I didn't have an affair, but I was acting out. And so he did, he felt betrayed and upset. But then I also think it was a wake up call to him when I said, Hey, if I felt like you were there for me and available and could listen to me without judgment, then I wouldn't be looking outside of my marriage. I would be going to you. I think that just really hit home for him. It was rough for a few days, but then he heard me and he was like, I want to be the man that you go to. I want to be the person. And that's when we locked ourselves in our bedroom and he did things that he has never done before that were amazing. He was able to not be one minute man. I was shocked. Like I kept saying, how are you able to do this? How are you lasting so long? He's like, because I'm just focused on you. and pleasuring you. And it was so sweet. I just cried, August. Felt so grateful for him. And it has been really a turning point in our marriage. Wow. Seems
0: like he's been reading those articles you send him. Yes, he has. (laughs) (laughs) That is beautiful. What a powerful story and inspiring Today, Eleanor and her husband remain in a strong place, and so does her libido. Those all-encompassing peaks only happen occasionally. They were extreme enough, though, that she thought she should get checked out medically, which is a really good idea anytime desire
1: changes feel problematic. I actually went to my gynecologist and scheduled an appointment. To talk to her about it because I was like, what is going on with me? And they did some blood work and she said it all comes back normal. It doesn't look like you're hitting menopause, everything's normal. She said you might have these ebbs and flows in your estrogen.
0: And hormonal changes can impact desire. So now every month, Eleanor wonders, Am I gonna have one of those episodes again? Or It sounds like you're in a place of being able to manage it better now. Like it'll be fun and also <laughs> a lot.
1: I think that I am better prepared. And also, my husband's prepared. So we actually came up with a plan. (laughs) We're like, okay, so we have some friends, we'll just ask them if our kids can spend the night. And we're just gonna write it out. Yes, (laughs) I know. And he's like, I will be here for you. Don't worry, if I need to stay up all night with you, I will. And I was just like, yes. It was so sweet. I kind of am looking forward to it maybe happening again so we can enjoy it together more fully. But at the same time, I'm fine with it not happening because it's very distracting and hard to function. Yeah, I could see that.
0: Do you have any thoughts or feelings about menopause? Like I am in my 40s too, and so I have curiosity about it. I'm like, what is it going to be like? We definitely hear a lot of negative things about sexuality and menopause. And I also know that some people feel much freer because they don't have to think about birth control or they are more confident, but everyone's so different. Do you have any thoughts about like, what if your libido changes again?
1: Well, I don't feel as sad about it as I did before. I think when I started hitting the perimenopause phase, I think I was like 47 and I was having night sweats which are not fun. I had gone to my doctor about it and she was like, oh yeah, you're starting to hit the menopause age. You know, this is just the beginning. I've heard all of the things about the hot flashes and the night sweats and all of the uncomfortable things. And so with having this increase in my libido that I didn't expect, I think I don't feel as bad about it now. It's kind of nice to have an increased sex drive and to realize that I'm still A sexual woman who still has a lot to offer and can still be sexy and beautiful. I don't have to just be gray haired and dried up and be a grandma. (laughs) Like I can still be a vibrant woman and life doesn't end. It's just another chapter.
0: That was put so beautifully. Yeah, it's so true. And You're experiencing that spontaneous desire when it's really high, where it's like someone runs by and you're like, I'll do him. But then, responsive desire is beautiful too. So, like, when we're not as quickly turned on, we can kind of how your husband is being like, we can have a plan, even if it's not in response to a desire kick up, but just building a ritual or deciding you're going to put this time aside for pleasure. Like, it seems like you've learned so many things through this journey that it's kind of like a muscle that you can apply to other things that might come up.
1: Yes, I definitely agree. And it it has opened up communication with us. We're able to communicate about a lot of other difficult topics in ways that we weren't before and really hear each other. So I think it did start with this being able to connect in this sexual way and talk about our sexuality and our desires and our fears. And then it's been able to translate into other parts of our life, which is a beautiful thing. If
0: you relate to Eleanor's story, whether your libido spike is linked with perimenopause
1: or something else, she shared
0: this advice.
1: If they're in a situation where they feel like they can talk to their partner, I would definitely talk to your partner about it and just talk to them about what you're experiencing and some of the support that you need from them. And then I would invest in a really good dildo. Yes. Because <laughs> you're going to need it. <laughs> yes. Always good to have on hand. <laughs>
0: oh, I just, I appreciate that so much. Eleanor wanted to share her story anonymously. If you have thoughts you would like to share with her, though, feel free to drop me a note. And if you are enjoying Girl Boner Radio, I would so appreciate it if you would post a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or the iTunes Store. And please do tell your friends about it. You can also support the show while getting fun bonus content by joining my community at patreon.com slash girlboner.